Good morning, afternoon, evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Pitter Patter Podcast with Eric and Jed. I am Eric. And I'm Jed. And this is a place for two overthinkers to get their ideas out, knock them around, learn from one another, and hopefully figure out what to do with all of it. That sounds pretty sweet. It is. It is. I missed you, man. I feel like we haven't talked in a little while. Yeah, it has been a little bit. What would you like to talk about today? Any so, ideas? Eric and I have both been going through stuff in our lives. Nothing bad, but just like adulthood is weird and complicated just figuring out like i'm moving eric's got his business stuff we're i'd say collectively we're both in a good spot we were talking about thinking about our lives through the lens of fiction so basically thinking about our lives like what is my life like as a tv show what is my life like as a movie or as a book etc etc that was just Hmm. a thought that's been kind of banging around in my head for the last couple weeks and i found it to be really interesting so eric what are your thoughts I wrote, one of my first, like, short film projects was about, like, two people on a bench talking about how weird it would be if they were in a movie. If they oh, were movie really? Characters. Yeah. I never knew. I never knew about that. Yeah. For a was... second, I thought you were just describing Forrest Gump, and I was like, you wrote Forrest Gump? Like, <laughs> I did not know that. No, it was just, like, and they were making jokes about like the symbolism and metaphor and their backstories and all this stuff um and uh yeah no i forget how it exactly ended but yeah it was sort of about this like life being like a movie or a tv show and having character arcs and characters transforming and all this stuff i mean i think a lot of times we actually think of ourselves like movie characters a lot more than we like to admit yeah totally there's the whole um I forget what it's called, but where we all think of ourselves as the main protagonist in our own story. Or, like, in all of the world. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Like, we are the hero. We are the heroes of our own story, and therefore, like, it's all about us. I mean, yeah, that's one way of thinking about it. And one thing that I was kind of reflecting on was, like, yeah, I, I do kind of think of myself as the hero character a lot of the time. And I feel like that's just part of sort of the natural human experience of, like, it's you know, you're in your own head. And if you're in your own head, you're going to be looking out for number one. And there's like basic survival instincts that we have where it's like, I might have to screw somebody over to get what I want. You know, those types of thoughts. And Sure. Or that you understand things slightly better than everyone else or you know, you know, your way around, blah, 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 better than anyone else or your problems are slightly bigger than everyone else's. You have this weird bias. Yeah. There's some sort of psychology thing about this, I forget. Yeah, and neither of us are trained psychologists, and neither of us have been to film school. However, we are opinionated and verbose, so we're going to stick with that. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think, I think there's, it's interesting to think about that, not necessarily even in a selfish way, because I recognize that like my life is part of a bigger picture now, and, I've, and I recognize that like the role that I have as a brother or as a son or as a friend for other people like part of that is selfish but part of it is just I'm part of other people's lives and they're part of mine and we share in life together and as a result our lives are better you know and I feel like that's the premise of a lot of tv shows like those like the group mentality kind of premise like the office community friends um workaholic like all these shows where it's like a group of people together like helping one another go about this thing called life i think that to me is like really kind of clicked in my head recently yeah that's real it's interesting to me also 
like we almost play into our own archetypes. Like for the longest time, I thought of myself as the shy, timid, nerdy kid because for a lot of my life I had been that. But I didn't, it took me a long time to realize that I can be something that's not that. Right. Or I remember one of my worst decisions was seeing a messy relationship situation, like a toxic relationship situation, and seeing how I had messed up. And instead of being like, wow, I really messed up. We should take some space and walk away from this. I thought of myself as like, I'm the good guy. I, I couldn't have messed up that bad because I am a good person. Right. And I'm the hero. <laughs> I'm the hero, right. And so I almost like made a worse decision because I was so fixated on being the good guy uh, that I was used to being. Right. I, I, I did not explain that very well. But like I couldn't accept the fact that me as a character was... <laughs> like sometimes made like really messed up decisions sometimes yeah. because yeah. I was so used to the narrative in my head of like Eric's the good kid the church kid the nice kid the, you know yeah um, and we always rely on those it's it's like you know like in a screenplay when you have character bios before the the actual script where it's like this is this character these are their motivations this is what drives them these are the things that they're scared of these are the people that they're connected with all those things it, it feels like a lot of the time that we write those for ourselves and saying okay this is i have sort of like a baseline set of data i basically have a baseline character description that i use to go about life and i think that's kind of what life is is basically formulating okay who is this person that i am and what are the baseline things that I'm going to draw from that are going to influence my behavior? And then, as a result, how am I just going to live my life out? Because I feel like everybody has that. Everybody has those, like, fundamental things, you know, that you go back on. And I think when you get that kind of cognitive dissonance of, like, like you were talking about, one of the things in my bio is Eric is a good guy. Yeah. And then... And so... In this case, I, like, leaned into a toxic relationship and was like, I'm going to fix this. I'm going to, like overcompensate and do a bunch of nice things to counteract the bad thing that I did instead of just being like, whoa, I actually really messed up here and I <laughs> need to own up to it and just accept that that's a part of who I am and what I did. Yeah. And I think, and I think it's experiences like that that allow you to augment or change your character bio. Like for sake of example, yeah, in this true. circumstance, Eric is a good guy. That's in the character bio. And you use that to influence your behavior to go, oh, well, I'm, I, you know, have this moral compass and this is a kind of a toxic situation and I'm just going to figure it out. But then along the way, like you were saying, you kind of realize like, oh, well, this just isn't worth it to like keep pouring effort into this because it's not working. So then well, it was the process, actually like legit unhealthy too. Yeah, exactly. So in that you added an extra sentence into your bio. You said, okay, Eric is a good guy, period. Eric is a guy who looks out for his own self-interest when he feels like things are unhealthy. Or, yeah, yeah. <laughs> sure, I don't know how, if I would say it exactly like that, but yeah. Or something along those, maybe this is like me trying to write your character bio, which I feel like, as a segue, that's what parents do. I feel like parents, when they have kids, are like, I'm going to write a bio for my child. 
and say, this is how they're going to be. This is how they're going to think. This is going to, how they're going to act. And I'm going to write all this shit down. And then they're so a lot of the time kids grow up and they aren't like that bio. They're like, well, wait, I wrote it in the script that you were supposed <laughs> to act this way, but now you're acting this way. What the fuck? Like, yeah, you're cut. supposed to, you know, like music lessons, sports, pro athlete, nerdy kid, you know, whatever. Yeah. And all those things kind of build up your bio and then you're just out there in real life trying to figure this shit out. And I think an interest, a reflection that I was having, you know, over the last week or so was like, I feel like millennials, our generation and whatever the Z or Y or whoever they are below our generation, we've been told from almost day one, a lot of people more so than in the past, you write your own bio. You don't rely on outside stimuli or culture or context to basically dictate who you become or who you are. It's your decision. You write your own bio. You figure it out. And I think that's interesting. And I think that's progressive. I like that idea of people being able to figure out their their own identity, but with good guidance. I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, I, I heard a talk about parenting from a couple people and their strategy with parenting was I'm going to sort of nurture my kid and but almost like listen to what they like and what they're excited about and who they're becoming and then I'm going to try to support that and then if they're you know being like I want to be a serial killer then you can know you can <laughs> some... you're like wait a second time out time out time out. <laughs> time out time out but for the most part like if the kid says I, w- I really like painting or I really like you know psychology or something listening to that and trying to support that even if it doesn't fit uh the like football kid narrative that you wanted right um i think that that's a very i think that's the more modern approach to parenting that i think is pretty cool and allow i i feel like i feel like to stick with the metaphor i feel like it kind of where whereas in prior generations like our parents and grandparents and great-grandparents the script was very concrete of like this is the life that you're going to live you know and this is the way that you're going to act and this is how you're going to interpret religion and you're going to get married at this age you're going to have this number of kids like etc 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 as opposed to these days whereas the script is kind of updating a lot more than it used to and there's less like concrete structure and i feel like if you look at that now i mean film has done that film like a hundred years ago did we have film 100 years ago? I might have just, just said... A, a, okay, so film, let's say 60 years ago, was kind of formulaic. You know, movies kind of all felt the same. But then at the same time, we figured some stuff out, and there's some stuff that's new, but at the same time, there's also, like, formula and structure. Man, I just <laughs> dove into a... I just dove into a rabbit hole of a tangent now that I realize. I mean, I think that things do iterate a lot, and as we have more social media and technology and just exposure to stories and all this stuff, things have been iterating slightly more fast recently. Um, I think that also with like the cataloging aspect of the internet, I think our age group is also pretty aware of how quickly things change. Right. Yeah. And of what other people are doing and how other people look at life where I, you know, right. Exactly. Whereas before it was a little harder to see that. I mean, I can look back on my Facebook and see, you know, what I look like and what I was writing and stuff from 10 years ago. And it's crazy. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and also just the amount of detail that we have access to. I mean, I feel like that's 
it's really interesting to be able to say, I can digitally look up something on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter or whatever and know exactly what happened on, you know, I don't know, July 13th, 20, you know, 2007. Right. Like, we can do that. Whereas I feel like in our parents' and grandparents' generation, they just had less access to, like, the chron- the chronicling of things. And I don't know if it's... Does it make a better screenplay to have more data points? Mm. Like, are we making our lives more complicated? I think our lives are definitely pretty complicated. Yeah, and I get that feeling. And I know I feel like an old man when I'm, like, sitting in my room. And I'm like, man, I wish things were more simple. You know, it's like... But at the same time, there's comfort in that. And com- like for me personally, and going, you know what? I'm going to do more of the broad strokes thing as opposed to obsessing with these like tiny details. Totally. Someone else said to me recently uh, a similar related idea. So I have this whole perspective on like my business and my YouTube goals and all this stuff. And I see it as investments into who I'm going to be in 15, 20 years. Like, in 15, 20 years, I'm going to be able to say I've been doing YouTube for 15 to 20 years or like I had a video production company or I had a, you know, and I, but I sort of see where I'm at right now in order to be patient and to not get too frustrated or discontent or comparing myself too much. A lot of the ways that I think about myself now, it's sort of like I'm in the origin story mode. Right. Yeah. Um, and I think that that's actually a really good thing i think that that's really good to think about to have patience and be thankful and yeah stuff. and like you're discovering your powers and you haven't quite dialed in the web shooters yet <laughs> and you haven't had the like epic skateboard montage right. i feel like that didn't make any sense what did peter parker ever ride a skateboard or did they just add in that the for bad, andrew garfield in the, in the bad andrew garfield movie thing. yeah i know so maybe Eric, uh, ladies and gentlemen, what we've d- figured out at least on the Pitter Patter podcast is that Eric is Spider-Man. And, <laughs> you know, he but will like, be saving a crime are, near you. There are a lot of things where, like, let's say five years from now, someone starts playing salsa music. And suddenly I can just randomly salsa. And they're like, how do you know how to do that? And I go, well, five years ago I got super into salsa and bachata and... That that's how. Like yeah. I'm in origin story mode yeah, right you're, now. You're you're um, developing your own plot. <laughs> yeah. Right. Exactly. But what she said, what was interesting, was like there's also disadvantages to thinking of it as your origin story. Like you are doing important things now, and you have to like it's not going to fully happen if you just sort of act like it's just going to happen. Right. Um, like let's say I wanted to be an influencer in the future. Right. Sure. Yeah. Um, am I? living like an influencer now or am i just like oh i'm gonna do a bunch of random stuff and then later be an influencer you know what i'm saying right yeah and i feel like i feel like something that you can learn through like watching like epic hero cycle type stuff you know like lord of the rings hobbit um you know any super insert any superhero movie here i mean there's there's an element of dedication that's always taking place by the hero at on every step of the way of like I'm still going to address it. I'm still going to get into it. I'm going to still try to figure shit out. You know, Batman wouldn't be Batman if he didn't do all the push-ups. And he did right. do all the and push-ups. Ha- you and can't he became really half-ass it. Right. That's, that's the thing that's interesting, though. Like, when I was learning salsa and bachata and, like, dedicating a bunch of time to it, would I have been doing a disservice to myself if I had thought of, my, thought of it more as an investment for the future versus just going all in and doing it now because that's what I wanted to do? You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like... 
does it actually undercut it to say, oh, this is just a skill that I'm building up for later, as opposed right. to being like, this is what I'm doing now. Well, and um, honestly, I feel like people who are really good at shit do both. People right. who, are, who become really good at stuff are like, this is really fun. I really enjoy this right now in the moment, but I can see this going somewhere. Right, exactly. Yeah. So well, they're, well, yeah, they're not, Batman they're was not planning to become Batman. Um, actually, no, maybe he wasn't. I feel like that was kind of random when he, yeah. well, the metaphor is kind of loose, but they're, they're, they're not mutually exclusive. Yeah. And I, and I think there's, there's a lot of joy and there's a lot of fulfillment in that process of going, okay, this isn't the end of my story. I feel like that's a lot of things where it, it's like the, the level of significance feels on the same level as the end of the story when you're like, oh my God, I need to get a better grade. I need to figure this out. Like this is the penultimate clash <laughs> at the end of the movie. This is the final battle. And it's like, yeah. no, it's not. It's not the final battle. Like you getting an A on your chemistry test is not you like, you know, defeating Slaying the dragon, defeating yeah. Sauron. It's like, it's not on the same caliber and recognizing that they're, you're in the like beginning, middle, and like recognizing where you are in your own story can be really humbling and really helpful. Yeah, no, totally, and that's definitely where I lean. Yeah. Just being chill. Yeah, just chill. Hey, I'm learning. I'm becoming Spider Man right now. I'll be Spider Man at some point. Just give me, <laughs> give me some time, man. Just give me ten years. <laughs> yeah, give me ten years. But yeah, I just I think it's really interesting and in recognizing that it's such a beautiful it's such a beautiful thing to be able to. Because that's what people who write fiction do. They, lo they look at reality, and they kind of tweak a few things, and then they tell a story. And I think yeah. that part of it's really interesting. And recognizing that that can be a challenge just living in real life, that you can tweak stuff. You can yeah. figure shit out. Well, that's, that's another point I wanted to make. Like in my last video, I talk about chapters and boxes and wanting to define the chapters and boxes myself. Um, but how real life doesn't really work like that. So, mm. for instance, I like saying this was before high school, this was high school, this is college, this is, you know, before this relationship, after this relationship, and bam, like, beginning, end, that's how it works. Right. But in reality, a lot of things just sort of are intertwined. Like, people pop in and out of your life. Even if you had like a chapter where it's like, oh, my dad got this, you know, diagnosis or something. Right. Like that isn't a, a clean chapter. Like that's going to keep coming up and affecting things long, like way long, you know, in advance, uh, in the future. Yeah. Well, and, um, and that's why the, that's why the flashback is a thing. Right. Right. And so even the, while I think it is good to, Think of things as chapters and know where you are in the story. It's also really important to see the story as long and complicated with some loose ends and a little messy yeah. and like all this stuff. And um, yeah, and hopefully cohesive with some consistency. Hopefully <laughs> cohesive, hopefully some character arcs, hopefully some coming of age and, you know, character transformation and growth, but um, just a little messy or. As I said, like, remember before, like, when I was talking about the toxic relationship, like, not viewing your character as static or always good and maybe a little bit more, like, morally complex and complicated yeah. and and, and developing, like, and being in the process of developing as opposed to, like, I've got this shit figured out. Yeah, because like, that's a boring you know, story. 
It's a boring story, yeah. And I mean, as it's as cliche as it sounds, I think it, it's worth repeating. The you are as far away from having everything figured out as you can be when you say I have everything figured out. True. Yeah. Because exactly. it just there's just more shit going on. There's just more life happening all around. And I feel like I feel like it's it might be a little pretentious to say something like that as someone who is twenty five, but like. I've just seen it happen so many times over and over again where life is just meant to continue to be learned and and opened up before your eyes no, as opposed I mean, to having everything figured out, you know? I mean, no one has it all figured out. And yeah. all, ever, there's always endless issues and stuff to work through and you're never, like, fully ready for everything. And it's just, yeah. yeah. And in that way, life is not like a screenplay. It's not. Because dun, you dun, don't... Dun. Yeah, you don't know what's going to happen. And... Yeah, exactly. Dun, dun, dun. We're like, oh, shit, what's going to happen? I don't know. We'll figure it out. You know, and that's... and rec- But recognizing that and being at peace with that. Because I feel like so many people, like, put so much time and effort of having all of their lives figured out. Of, like, I'm going to have this milestone. I'm going to have this milestone. I'm or predicting. Have this milestone. Yeah, exactly. Predicting how things are going to work out or... Yeah, because um, maybe, maybe that's how it's going to work out. Maybe that's how it's going to shake down. I guarantee you, man, I wasn't going to, I wasn't saying I was going to be a VIP host when I was in second grade. No. Like, and here I am. And you know what? It's going pretty good. I, I'm digging it. Yeah, exactly. Same for me. So, yeah. I don't know. Just go with the flow, man. Go with the flow. <laughs> Develop your own story. But yeah, I don't know. It's just, it's interesting. It, it's, it's been really humbling to recognize that there are things that happen out of, outside of my control, and that's okay. Because I don't necessarily need to feel guilty about stuff, and I don't need to be the center character in every single narrative. That's true. Sometimes my own, sometimes my own significance just doesn't go that far. Where it's just like, I'm not, I'm not that involved. I'm not the, I'm not the protagonist in this, in this story. I'm not the antagonist in this story. I can true. just walk away from certain situations. Because yeah. I feel like that was part of how I was raised, where it's like, you always have to be involved. You always have to be saying something. You always have to be doing something. You always have to be engaged. And I don't know. I think there's just varying levels of engagement when it comes to life. Like, there's certain friendships that just don't work out. There are certain relationships where, like, you, you know, you get your hopes up, and you're like, hey, maybe this will become a significant plot point. And then you go, oh, maybe not. And maybe that's just not. part of the natural ebb and flow of things. Thank you guys so much for listening. This has been the Pitter Patter Podcast with Eric and Jed. Hit us up on our DMs. <laughs> slide our into our <laughs> slide in the DMs. Slide um, in the send DMs. Me a smoke signal. Yeah, carrier pigeon. I I always ex- um, accept every form of correspondence when it comes to birds. So <laughs> I will I will get back to you. I promise. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening. It's once again been awesome to bring you this uh, sweet, sweet fire podcast, uh, murdering the internet for the last two years. And we will talk to you soon. Peace, peace. Bye. Bye.